Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 25 of Talk of Fame Podcast. I'm Kylie, and today we have on actor and model Greg Bounty. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, Greg. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Absolutely. Thanks so much. So over the last year, we've been stuck in isolation. What is something that you did over the last year that you wouldn't have time to do before? Uh, <laughs> um, there's definitely been a bunch of things. I would say the one thing that's been like the, one of the most prominent things is I got a puppy. Um, so that's something that I wasn't sure if I was going to do. And then my, uh, now, my now wife, we ended up getting married as well. So a lot has happened during pandemic. Um, we now have a puppy, so it's, you know, it's like our little child a little bit, but Henry's uh, definitely changed our lives. And then, um, and really connecting with a lot of people on an active perspective from different parts of the world um, with my program on it. I'm in, I'm in uh, Anthony Ibsen's studio in Manhattan. And um, it's been cool. I mean, pandemic's been absolutely terrible. I've lost a lot of people um, in my family and things like that. And I was personally affected having it, but um it's been a time where I've been able to connect with other people that I never would have had the opportunity to connect with um, because we did meet virtually. And um, yeah. to have that connection is kind of what pulled me through. Oh, absolutely. Congratulations on your marriage. And like the pandemic has been crazy being stuck at home, not doing as things um, we used to and doing everything that we used to do in everyday lives. And it's different for so many people. Like when I first started, I didn't know what to do myself at first. I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm stuck at home. I can't see people. I can't do anything. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? I'm going to be second house, watch TV. That's really the only thing I can do. <laughs> like, yeah. That's really the reason why I started this podcast. And basically, I had nothing to do. And I was like, oh, I need to start doing something. Not lay down, watching TV. Just do nothing. Because I just hate doing nothing. I just, I just, I was like, I never knew what to do myself. But like, what kind of what time would, like you said before you had you got a puppy what kind of puppy did puppy did you get because I'm uh, dogs and stuff like that so we got a multi poo and uh, we actually picked him up in Pennsylvania um and uh, we got him from a breeder and he's tiny he's like I would say now he's six pounds um he's maybe like a foot long uh, so he's really tiny pup but he has definitely like changed our lives for the better um and kind of I guess a, a a trial run before you know we try to have kids and stuff like that oh, absolutely i love it like i have three dogs of my own so they keep you oh, nice. every single day and driving so, well sometimes insane for sure that's how <laughs> it's insane for sure absolutely yeah they they can definitely make you a little crazy but at the end of the day that unconditional love is something that you know is so special and like coming home after work or something like that or a long day and he's just there you know to greet you at the door it's it's a blessing it really really is oh for sure since like we had like a lot of time over the last year did you like binge like any movies or, or shows while being stuck at home or like like you had like a lot of time being at home yeah oh my gosh i mean um breaking bad is a show that really pops out because i've never seen it before and people are like oh you're crazy you need to watch it and um, so in the beginning of the pandemic, I uh, binge watched the whole thing and I was hooked. Um, that show was amazing. Started The Sopranos, watched Seinfeld again, Entourage again. Um, so definitely a lot of shows and then even new ones like The Boys on Amazon, um, The Witcher on Netflix, uh, you know, and Big Mouth with Nick Kroll. 
Um, so there's been a, such a variation. There's been a lot of time, obviously, to, to watch them. But yeah, I'm a big movie and TV guy, for sure. Oh, for sure. So am I. Like, I'm a movie. I often say to my friends and family that I'm often like a movie, TV freak, for sure. Like, I, I watch anything. Like, at first thing I see, I'm like, I'm going to watch this, for sure. Like, I'm a big Grey's Anatomy alcoholic, for sure. I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan. I started watching it in early, like, a couple months ago in August. I started watching it because my cousin and my friend, like, you, they're like, Kylie, you need to watch this. Like, you you only watch one season, which was season 11. You're like, Kylie, you need to watch this. Then my whole family got COVID in August. I'm just sorry. So, I was like... Since we're stuck at home, we'll actually just watch it. Like, I'm bored. I have to be stuck in a room this whole time. I have nothing to do. So I was like, oh, I just want to get out of me. And so I, I watched it for the first time. I was like, I immediately became hooked. So I'm like, I, I was like, thank you, God, for letting me this show. Because if it was for Grace and Alan, I'd be like, I'll be bored out of my mind. I would probably break out of this house and leave and go whatever. I was like, I can't leave this house. and got it got boring after a while, but if it wasn't for Grey's Anatomy, I'd be, like, going insane for sure. Yeah, and I know, like, Grey's Anatomy has been on for over 20 seasons. Like, I know it's been a it's been a lot. It's been an ongoing process for a long time. There's a ton of seasons. I personally haven't watched a lot of it. I've seen episodes here and there. But um, my acting coach, uh, actually Coach Ellen Pompeo, um, when she oh, first really? started... Yeah, when she first started as an actress, um, before she booked Grey's Anatomy, um, he was coaching her. And then, uh, so he talks about that a lot about, you know, when you're pursuing the, your dream, there are times where, you know, things feel like it's not going to work out. And, um, you know, oftentimes when we feel like we're about to give up, the industry gives us something, you know, God provides and they give you something like, hey, you know, come back. There, there's something's going to be there for you. And then that happened for her. Um, so it was really, you know, it's, it's part of his, uh, the connections he has with people that have been successful. It's been really cool to see. And there's a lot of stories um, of people, you know, that, yeah, they're like, I was about to quit. And then I booked this. And then it kind of just, you know, uh, snowballed into everything else. And then they made a career. Oh, for sure. Like, as you, like, mentioned Ellen Pompeo, People that know me how, know how much I love Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo, what can I say about Ellen? She's a queen, a icon in many ways, for sure. And, like, people that know me, she's really the reason why I do this, for sure. She's my idol. And, like, she's the reason why I'm still here today. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. And so, like, I dealt with anxiety and depression ever since I was a baby. Like, I had it my whole life. I was very shy. I was, like, I, like whoever I didn't know, they'd come up to me and be like, hey, what's your name? I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you. I would, I would just run back. And, yeah. like, every, and I, earlier this year, I got uh, medication for it. I got my anxiety was last year during the pandemic. It got so bad I had to get medication for it. And so... I just remember being so hard on myself. I had nothing to do. I felt like I was alone. I felt like I was like not wanted. I wanted to give up. And so when I started watching Grey's Anatomy, Ellen Pompeo, she's the first person I clicked. I was like, she is amazing. I love her. And so I started researching about her and stuff. And I was like, damn, like she's amazing. I need to 
did some research and I was like, she's really amazing. And so like after I watched her movies and heard what she does and stuff, I was like, my anxiety, everything went away from her inspiration and stuff, it all went away. And so like she's literally my not hero, but like like and biggest inspiration. She's really the big like person I'm here today. She, it's literally my dream to have her on the podcast. And or I'd be on her podcast because like she yeah. has her own podcast of her own. So I'm like, it's been cool. a really dream. And I would love to meet her and like she's I can't explain, like she's just amazing in many ways for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, one I I'm really, you know, proud of you know you being able to talk about your anxiety and talk about your self-care. Um, because you know. It's important that I think in society, we normalize that a little bit that, you know, hey, everybody has anxiety. You know, I have, yeah, I have it. And um, some people, you know, I have family members that have it and um, they've gone through the same thing, similar depression and things like that. And uh, it's, it's when you're comfortable enough to talk about it, it makes it a little bit easier, you know, that you communicate with others and find support and realize like, hey, you know, I'm not the only person with this, you know, that's going through this. And the pandemic really was a time where, you know, essentially if you weren't living with somebody or something like that, you were alone. It, it was really an isolation period. And that really, I think, impacted a lot of people more than one way because we don't get that human interaction, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm also actually a middle school science teacher. That's my day job. But uh, so I lost that interaction with my students all the time. You know, I was with them every single day, then all of a sudden school closed. And I know that they also went through a lot, you know, now having returned to school. And I see the impact of it now, um, trying to get them to be, you know, go through the, just the normal routine of what school is like. And I see them struggle. So I feel so much um, sincerity towards, you know, your age group, because you guys are such a developmental part of your life. And um, to go through something like this makes it, you know, more challenging. Not that, you know, it's an obstacle that cannot be passed, but um, it just adds onto that layer of, you know, middle school, high school, and all the drama that comes with that, because there's a ton of drama that comes with that and the growing pains. But um, I give you so much credit um, for being able to, one, find an outlet um, to get yourself, you know, out there and also speak with people um, and make those connections. And then two, again, like I said, to be, you know, so confident um, to be able to talk about your vulnerabilities um, because that is something that even adults can't do. So, you know, really, really, really proud. Really, really nice. Oh, thank you. It means a lot. Like during this whole pandemic, it's been hard for basically anybody. They can't be social. They can't do what they used to do. And so like it was basically hard for everyone. I was like, and like the pandemic has like it's good and it's bad. Like good things could happen during a pandemic it has or some for me for the podcast but like there's a lot of things that like basically for mental health is the biggest struggle for sure and basically happened to me and it was horrible for me if like, bullying and so many other things but if it wasn't for Gina Davis, Hugh Jackman, Patrick Dempsey and Ellen Pompeo I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the inspiration like they made like the biggest impact on me, like, I can't explain, like, they just mean so much, and if I, like, all of them had touched me in every single way, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them, 
but um they're just amazing and like i like they're all my dream to have on like they're like it's all my dream to have them on but the like, pandemic has been so hard and i just hope it ends soon we can go back to normal and like, we everyone struggles with anxiety impression even if it's just a little bit you don't know what they're going through in this podcast i try to be open as much as possible so i can to, to help people know that they're not alone and that they're has someone that, go, that goes through the same thing as them and that they're not alone there's people like them and so like it's just this whole all this almost like two years we've been in the pandemic it's just been safe for sure it's i just hope it's ending soon and so go back to living our life and doing other things for sure a hundred percent i couldn't agree more <laughs> <laughs> for sure so as you like, kind of mentioned before, you were a middle school science teacher, right? Yeah. <laughs> how do you get? How do you want to do that? Like, how do you want to be a, like a teacher? Well, actually, it it's kind of um, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll cut it short. Um, I went to school for physical therapy first, and um, I was doing like um, I did my prereqs for it. So they said, oh, you can switch your major. I didn't want to start college all over again. You know, I wanted my credits to count. And I said, you know, what degree can I do? And, they, and education was one of them. Um, so I said, all right, I'll do that, you know. And uh, at the time, I was playing college baseball. So I really wanted to be a professional baseball player. That didn't work out. But uh, I was coaching after uh, I graduated college. And I was like a, a coach and a private trainer. And um, I kind of just started subbing in a school. Then while I was subbing in the school, they offered me like a teacher assistant job. Then while I was doing that, they offered me a leave replacement. While I was doing that, they offered me a permanent job as a teacher. So it kind of just happened. It was kind of just about timing. And, um, and it ended up working out, which is great. Um, and it's been really nice, you know, to go through that. And, you know, something that I never thought I would do, even though I was getting a degree for it. Um, but it, it's been fun. And, it's, I, you know, I love working with kids. And um, because I feel like, you know, they're filled with so many they're, you know, acting is kind of like being a kid. So I relate to them so much more, I feel like sometimes than adults, because, you know, they have dreams and, you know, they don't worry about, hey, if this doesn't work out or this doesn't work out, it's like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be this. And, um, you know, they have so much hope and I love that. And they bring the compa compassion into lives and, you know, they are inspiring um, in so many cases, you know, and, fact and when they do things that they don't even think they can achieve and you see that you're like oh man like you know this is like what you do teaching for you know yeah for sure for sure like, people always think like oh I can't do this I can't do that they always think like I can't get this my dream country I can't do this I've done that like I always thought that in so many ways like like for instance, like if I want somebody so badly on the podcast, I'm like, I keep reaching out every couple of weeks. I'm messaging them 24 seven. I'm like, can you please come on the podcast, please? Or just email their agents or something, or like people like, or like people just like their manager or something like that. Like, can you help me out? And get let's say Ellen Pompeo on or Patrick Dempsey or the people I said before, I'm like, and they're like, either ignore it or be like oh sorry we have to decline I'm like are you kidding me man like I just <laughs> my dream my dream is not gonna come true if they don't keep saying no 
And so, like, I always thought, like, my dream will never come true if, that, if they keep saying, no, I'm just trying to keep working on it. But there's always been times where I'm like, your dream will never come true if you never make it happen. So that's why I really go for Like, people always say, like, don't go for your dream. It's not worth it. But you should go for your dream for sure because you don't know where it will take you. You don't know where it will, like, be good for you it might be something good might come out of it so it's always I encourage everyone to go for their dream for sure yeah and you keep knocking on that door you know like you were saying you know you keep asking you keep pushing for it because you know you knock on so many doors one of them is eventually going to open and um you know when it comes to your dream I, I always say the saying is like oh good things come to those that wait I kind of believe good things come to those that hustle you know, you have to also take action to make your dream come true. This is not just going to happen. You know, in a perfect world, yes, well, everybody's dreams would come true, you know, just, and it would just happen like that. But you really need to go out and get it uh, to a certain extent. You know, you have to put that extra effort in um, to make it happen. So I applaud you for doing that. So keep knocking on those doors. It's going to happen. Thank you, man. It means so much. And like, as I kind of mentioned before, you are a actor and model. How did you get into that? Um, so when I first graduated college, I had done a short film, really short film, just like a, a, a small minor role, like supporting role when I was in college. And I never really had the chance to pursue acting in college because I had a scholarship for baseball. And um, I took two classes. One was like a theater class, one was an on-camera film class. And um, I really enjoyed it. And when I was younger, when I was in high school, I ended up making like short films and movies with my friends. And um, we had a blast doing it. But I never thought of acting as like a job. I was just like, oh, like that, it was just fun. And nothing that I ever thought like, oh, this is what I, I want to do as I get older. Um, but after college, it was about a year after, uh, it was the first summer after teaching, I uh, said, you know what, I'm going to start with background work in the city with central casting and just see how it is to be like on a set, you know, professional shows and stuff like that. And um, after doing my stuff with them, you know, the, first, the couple of shoots and stuff like that, I started getting calls to just be background in this, background in this. And um, the more I did it, the more I definitely learned on set because I didn't know really much of anything when I first started. Um, and then I had my, uh, my first four things, three of the four I, were union work for background. So I was SAG eligible. Um, I did not get my SAG card right away because you're like, then you can't do union, uh, non-union work. So they said, just hold off. So I was like, all right. And I took a class. I'm at Nassau Community College, actually, uh, in Long Island. And um, while I was there, I was partnered with this woman, uh, another actress. And uh, we did a scene together. And she reached out to me. She was like, hey, I spoke to my agent about you and they would love to meet you. Um, I was like, all right. And so we kind of met, met a couple of times, talked about a couple of different things about my experience um, and, you know, what my goals were and what their goals were and how it matched, um, if it matched or not. And um, I've been signed with now Long Island Models and Talent for, I would say, maybe four years. I believe it's four years now. And um, Brianna Lombardo is who, uh, the president of the company who signed me. And um, I've been with her since then for commercial and print modeling. So kind of just, again, timing. It was just like out of nowhere, it kind of 
formed into that. And, um, but it was just by pursuing something I was interested in, you know, taking that step to say, Hey, let's try this. And something else came out of it. So you really just don't know where you're going to meet people and make those connections. Oh, for sure. For sure. So you're like, you like mentioned before you are working with um, an acting coach. Uh, like, is it Anthony Ebbinson or I think that's how you say the last name, Anthony? Uh, yeah, Anthony Ebbinson. Um, yeah. So I auditioned for him and I heard about him from one of my older brother's friends, uh, Cass Dillon, who's an actor and a musician. And he had told me about Anthony Ebbinson. I would say back in 2017, he told me when I was first like getting somewhat interested in acting, like really thinking about it. And um, I looked him up and I was like, wow, I cannot audition for this guy. <laughs> I was like, he's taught so many like successful actors. I said, by no means am I ready. Um, so I took a class in this city uh, with Chris Scott, uh, who's another acting coach. And um, it was really to help me prepare to audition for Anthony Ebsen's class um, because I said I want to take a year to like kind of like see if I can really do this. Um, and I auditioned uh, for Anthony. And after that, he spoke to me two days later and asked if I wanted to be in the program. Um, so I, I was, I guess the audition must have went well. Uh, and so I've been with him now since 2019. So it actually just passed my two-year mark last month, October 2019. Oh, that's amazing. Love it. Like, what is, like, what is it like for you to get to work with them since you work with so many, like, big actors in the industry? Uh, honestly, it's been such a blessing because it's, it's really strange, but also it's not at the same time when I'm in class. Uh, I have so much fun. It almost feels like a release, like almost like a therapy session because, you know, we have so many things going on in our lives. And, you know, I do multiple jobs outside of, you know, pursuing acting modeling that this doing his class allows me to, you know, really just focus, you know, for those two hours when I'm there right now, we're virtual. But when I was there in person, um, everything else kind of shuts off and you're just in the room on the stage. You know, and you get to just be very present. And um, being in his class, I've learned so much about acting, um, you know, living the experience of the character. Uh, I've learned so much from my classmates. You know, my classmates have been such a huge part of my development as well, besides Anthony um, helping, um, because they're very generous. And um, when, if we're reading together and they're being my reader for my audition or for a scene or doing a scene together, or, you know, who just texts each other to see if, like, you know, hey, how you doing to check up on each other and support each other, promote each other's stuff online. Um, and really to be kind of like, you know, the extra backbone uh, for each other. And um, A Money, A Money is what we call him, but Anthony Ibsen, A Money, he, uh, he's just a special person. Um, you know, he had Stella Adler as a teacher. He had Lee Strasberg as a teacher. Um, he had some of Stanislavski's pupils as teachers. So he is, he's an older gentleman. I'm not going to say his age because I don't think he's going to see that. But he is an older gentleman who is an actor um, as well. And, uh, you know, he has been around the people that we study acting on. Those were his teachers. So he's a combo of everybody. And um, he really is like such a, a, a showman of um acting and you know it's been really cool to see 
his influence on my colleagues and people that I've never actually met, but I know have trained with him um, to see the philosophy and there's no recipe, whatever works, um, you know, cause some different things work for each actor, but, um, and even for different roles, but um, it's cool to see that in action, in the movies that people have booked in the shows that people have booked in the plays that people have booked. Um, to see them come alive and to see that really, you know, come to fruition is going to be really, really cool. Oh, for sure, for sure. So do you have anyone that you look up to in the industry as an actor or a model as we're kind of talking about acting coaches and that, like, do you have anyone that you look up to? Yes, um, I would say this guy is kind of like my hero. I have like a ton of stuff down here. I have, I have two. One of, a, one of them is actually somebody that you also love. Uh, the first one is Harrison Ford. Um, oh, I yeah. absolutely love Harrison Ford. If I can meet somebody, that would be one of the people I 100% would love to work with and meet. Um, he kind of like, you know, when I was a kid, I would watch Indiana Jones and Star Wars almost every single weekend. Um, we would go to Blockbuster at the time, and what would we rent? Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Library, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. It's, my poor parents have seen that movie a million times because I've made them watch it. But um, he's really a big inspiration for me. And uh, Hugh Jackman, um, you know, I absolutely love Hugh Jackman. I have a poster of Hugh Jackman right over there from when he did the world tour. I had oh, yeah. seen in one of your other podcasts that you'd went, which yeah. is amazing. And, um, you know, he is so, he is like a renaissance man because he has done dramatic, he has done comedy, romance. He's been on, uh, he could sing, he could dance. Um, you know, he's been in theater and now he's doing the music man in yeah. uh, Manhattan that's coming out. Um, he is the absolute man. And so many people that I know that have met him and worked with him said that he's such a sweetheart in person, um, which, you know, sometimes our heroes that we look up to aren't always what they turn out to be, but I'm very happy to hear. I've never met him personally, but I'm very happy to hear that he really is that good of a person. Oh, for sure. Like, he, like, I actually got to see him on, like, tour in Philadelphia in 2019. Like, that's how I became kind of obsessed, because I knew him from The Greatest Showman. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh, let's go. I was like, hey, mom, can we maybe go see you in concert? I'd like to go see him. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever you want. And so, like, when I saw him, it was really, like, it was actually my very first concert. I'd never been to any concert. So it's my first oh. So I was like, once after the show was over, I, I was so sad. I had to believe. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I, like, he's amazing. And like, from what I hear, like, he's such a like, kind man. Like, no one, like, can act kind of like he does. Like, he's such, like, there's a lot of actors turn out to be kind of cocky and as good as they are, like, as like, big celebrities. And like, it's always good to know, like, yay. Yeah, he's a very, like, sweet man in real life, like, sweet guy, because there's a lot of people that are, like, nice and really want to get to know you, like, he does. So, like, he's, yeah. like, if you know me, I have, like, actually have posters in my room, actually. I like posters. <laughs> I put, like, I have a blanket, huge uh, blanket behind me, like, he's someone, like, he's my hero for sure. Anytime, like, I sometimes I remember... I'm begging my parents to sit down with me and watch a Hugh movie last year when he came out with Bad Education last year. I was like, Mom, Dad, 
Staying down. I don't care what you have going on. Cancel it. You're staying down with me right now. So I don't care. <laughs> I, I just like it's just something like he's. I can't explain. Like people know how much I love and adore him. He means a lot to me more than I can really explain. So like he's really something I would someone that I would love to meet for sure. Like he's one people like my, my top three I would love to meet and. Now I'm seeing him in the music man actually sometime when it comes out, but like I'm just so excited. Things are starting to open up, and that is it's my dream for sure to meet him for sure. Yeah, when it opens up, go see it and then wait for after the show when they walk out. Most most actors when they do the shows in Broadway, I don't know if you've uh, seen any shows on Broadway or not, but um they come out and most of them are very nice when they come out, they'll sign and stuff like that for you. And um, that might be a perfect opportunity to get him in person. Say, hey, you know, I have this podcast. You know, if you ever want to, do it, if you ever want to come on, you know, uh, there could possibly be something that works out too. No, for sure, for sure. I always like I use my my. I'm supposed to go sometime, but I'm not sure because of the vaccine mandates and all those going mm. on. Depending on COVID, it depends on everything going on. And like that was always a person that's always like when I meet celebrity, I met Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block a couple months ago at a baby cool. game. But then like people were all asking me, like, why did you not ask me to be on the podcast? Because I didn't. It was like a picture and go. So it was like two seconds. I'm like, I never, I'm the person that doesn't like ask for favors. Like I never like to ask for favors. If I ask, want to ask for a favor, I just kind of put myself into it. I'll be like, say something and try to get them to do it for me. Like, I just, yeah. like, I'm that person that never likes to ask for favors for sure. <laughs> it's tough That's too awesome. sometimes, you know, because you don't want to feel like you're trying to get something, you know, it's just like, you know, I know they, that a lot of people get asked to do a lot of different things, but um, it's sometimes because I, I get like that when I would meet athletes for, I like, I like going to a lot of autograph signings. Um, but if I see them in person, it's not a signing. I do feel like, oh man, I don't want to ask some, I, I do want a picture, but I, you know, I don't want to really ask for a lot more because I know that they get a ton of requests all the time. And you also want to have that personal experience, you know, where if it's the first time you're meeting them, you want to see it, just have that moment um, to really enjoy the experience and be present too. Yeah, for sure. Like if it's like, I, like if I ever meet you in person, I just don't know how I'm gonna react for sure. <laughs> well, like he's on my like massive. He's like my hero, my main hero, and so like I probably would have my mom speak for me, or whoever is with me, have someone speak for me because I probably will be able to speak. I'll be like, that's walking in front of me. Like you see, such a major star in the industry. So I'm like how is he right here right now like how is this possible <laughs> is this real life no i know <laughs> yeah i got to be a kind of starstruck and my friends are always like how are you gonna deal with it if you go see someone you love and adore how are you gonna deal with that i'm like well you have to wait and see i'll try to keep a professional and in many ways i'll try but like you may never know until it actually happens so <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I get that, 100%. Yeah, do you have, um, if you were an a actor and model, what would you be? Ooh, um, good question. Uh, hmm. As a kid, I always wanted to be an astronaut. Uh, I think that would be really cool, you know, to be in space and to really go see 
you know, Earth from outer space, but also to be able to maybe in the future travel to other planets. Um, I don't know if I would want that right now, just because I have people on Earth. And so God forbid anything happened, I would, you know, if I died or something like that, or, you know, God forbid something happened, then I wasn't here. Because I know how hard it is for people when they don't live near their family. You know, my brother lives in Los Angeles. So I know that it's hard not being around your family uh, very often and only seeing them a couple of times a year. So I know that's difficult. Um, but I think it would probably be, you know, one of my other dreams is being a professional baseball player. Um, that was something I was always, you know, as a kid, as a uh, growing up. And then even sometimes as an adult, I'm like, oh, man, like, should I go try and play somewhere right now? But I'm like, I don't know if I can do that lifestyle anymore, to be honest. But um, that would be really cool to be on a stage like that um, and being able to perform at that level would probably be one of my, you know, my dream if I could choose anything. Probably that, yeah. Yeah, like if you could play for any like MLB team, what would you be for so kind of pursuing baseball? Um, so huge Yankees fan. Uh, around here, I have like seats from the old stadium and stuff like that. Um, I have a ton of signed memorabilia. I'm a huge. Uh, I grew up, you know, in the '90s and um, the later '90s. I was really a kid in the '90s, but um, '90s and 2000s. And uh, so the Yankees were the team growing up for me as a kid. You had Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, Posada, you know, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill. Um, and they were awesome. They always won, which is great. I'm from New York, which is great. But my dad's, uh, my dad's a huge Yankee fan. And I think that was instilled from him as well. Um, and so I think it would be them just because there's something special about playing for the Yankees. And so many players have said that. That like, you know, even if they played for the Yankees for a year, they said that it was just a special experience. Um, so I think I would definitely want to have that experience. It would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not sure, like, I'm not like a Yankee fan, but I do like Yankees. My family's a big Phillies fans, but I'm not yeah. fan though because, like, they're not my team, but I'm a Dodger fan. <laughs> a big, huge Dodgers fan. Like, oh. uh, uh, Scherzer, all those guys. Like, I became a, yeah. like, I like to, I never had, like, a favorite baseball team. I was kind of rooted for the Phillies since my family was a huge Phillies fan. Then Chase Utley, he's really made me fall in love with the game. He made me become a Dodger fan. And people always say, you're a bandwagon. I'm like, how am I a bandwagon if I wasn't a baseball fan before? How am I a bandwagon? So, like, yeah. And so, like, Chase Utley, like, is, like, amazing person, even though a much New York Mets hate him for the slide. <laughs> and it's something, right. and so, like, and that was a kind of crazy moment, but, like, it's all over with how much New York hates Chase Utley for what he did. And so, like, it's always, like, gets me a little mad that they do still do that, even though it's a couple years ago, but, like... I, I get why they did that for sure because they always hate him for how much he hit against home runs, how much he did when he played for the Phillies when he was kind of starting out. So I'm like, oh, I get it now. At first I did. Yeah. I was like, why are they hitting on him for no reason? That did research. I'm like, oh, I see now what they hate him for, I guess. He was, uh, yeah, people would call him the Mets killer. Like, you know, there's certain athletes that just have, just play great against certain teams. And Utley was a guy, you know, I remember watching him all the time when they, when they were playing Mets, and I was like, man, like, he 
whatever reason would just play because he was always he was always a great player, but he was always like brought it even more whenever they played the Mets, and because um, there was that span the Mets were really good in the mid two thousands, you know two thousand six two thousand seven around there, and um, I remember he would. Mets fans were not half went up. They came to the plate <laughs> at all. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Like Utley is like I I can't explain how much I love Utley. He's my all-time favorite player. He's the reason why I love the game. And I actually met him in 2019. I'm I'm obsessed with Chase Utley. Like I'm he's one of my idols. And like I met him. In 2019, I was retirement ceremony. I got tickets for it since my parents like knew how much it meant to me. To go. so I was like, "Oh, I'll go. Or whatever. I, I would love to go and see Chase." So, and like I was like, kind of, we went to suits where he was sitting, like with family, and I was freaking out that I was right by Chase Utley, my favorite player of all time, and the guy was like my idol. I just couldn't believe it. And so when he was walking out to leave with his family, I was with my father, and so. When he was walking to leave, I put out my hand and I, and I was like shaking. I was like, Dad, Chase Utley's right there. And so he shook my hand and he's like, hi. And I was like, I didn't hear him say hi, but that's what my dad heard him say. And he shook my hand. And I was like, no flipping way he shook my hand. <laughs> and so I just started crying. I was a mess. I was like, I can't believe Chase Utley shook my hand. And I was like. I was in shock. I couldn't sleep that night. I just couldn't believe it that he, I shook his hand and met him. I was like, it was an absolutely dream come true. It was, I, so, I think about that day so much. I just can't believe it. So it actually happened for sure. That's amazing. That's a, it's such a cool story when you get to meet your idols. You know, it's, it's, it's so, you always hope it's a good experience. I had a similar experience with Paul O'Neill. He was my favorite player. He played for the Yankees. And when I met him, I met him a couple of years ago and same deal. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, it's Paul O'Neill. And like, I, I took, I'm in my twenties and I told my parents, yo, I'm going to meet Paul O'Neill. You guys have to come. Cause like, they know how much I, I was like, I don't care. Like, I, I'm not like a kid, kid. I was like, you guys got to come. And the three of us, well, the four of us sat there and we talked for a couple of minutes actually when I met him. And um, he was such like a sweet person. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, nice guy, you know? So it's really cool that it was the same way, you know? Cause they, they're just people, you know? I, I know they get so much things from the media of like, you know, like again, like Mets killer and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they're people, you know? And um, they really, most people generally are really nice, you know? Yeah, which, and sure. I'm glad you had a good experience. Yeah, because a lot of athletes are very cocky. And Chase always kind of cocky on the field as well. He's very cocky on the field. And I kind of thought, like, oh, is he going to be cocky off of the field? And I kind of thought, like, is he going to be cocky? And so, like, and then, like, every time Chase Elliott would go to Philly Stadium for a game, I'd be like, Dad, we're going to this game. I don't care. I want to be Chase Elliott. I wouldn't care. And so, like, like, I was just, like, I still try to meet him. Like, I didn't really have a chance to talk to him. I didn't say any word because I didn't realize he said hi to me. So I'm like, God, I want to meet him again. So I actually say something to him. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, I shook his hand. But at least I shook his hand. That's all I cared about. Like, it's just kind of like a big moment. And Justin Turner, he plays for the Dodgers. He's oh, yeah. my, my other all-time favorite player. I met him last year at Dodger Fan Fest last year. 
And all I can say is what a guy for sure. He's the sweetest person ever. And like he, I am a massive fan of him. Like he's one of my idols, like chases. And like, I went up to him, I was shaking so bad. I was like, how am I gonna, what am I doing with myself? And so I went up to him. He was like, hi, what's your name? We were talking for like 10 minutes. And he was like, oh, wants to know about my life, what I do, where am I from? Like, and all that stuff. I was like in shock. I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to Justin Turner. Because he's like a veteran in an MLB. And like, I was like, you can't believe it. And so I walked out of the room. I remember I was sobbing, crying. I was like, I can't believe I talked to my favorite player. I just can't believe it. And so I was like in very shock and I was like, couldn't believe it in my, and I, I heard so many things about him being a guy, nice guy, kind guy. And I just remember being like, so shocked out like, oh my God, this how is it possible right now being Justin Turner? Like he's like the one of the best players right now. And so he's really like, he's just amazing. All I can say for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, former Met too. Yeah, former Met. Yeah, I forgot. I was about to say that former Met. Yeah, he played yeah. played there before he went to the Dodgers. When yeah, I think I got like traded or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. But he's he's doing well, which is great. Yeah, so true. So if it could be in any movie or show, what would it be? Ooh, oh man, this is a tough one. You really had to ask this question. <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, Okay, so mm, I would say movie. Mm, I don't know where that. Uh, it, it could be a couple. I would love, absolutely love to be like Indiana Jones. Be amazing. Um, also, I'd love to be James Bond. Uh, but <laughs> um, I really, you know, really absolutely love Star Wars as a kid. I have a ton of Star Wars stuff in my house. Um, you know, I love Lord of the Rings, but I will say, like, you know, to be in Star Wars, that franchise, um, and even Marvel, like, I love the Marvel uh, series and DC. Actually, you know what? I would say Batman. I'm going to go with Batman because I would love to be Batman. Maybe like Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis type character. Um, and then for show, oof. I mean, I loved Game of Thrones. I absolutely loved it. I was a little disappointed in the last season a little bit. Not mm -hmm. gonna lie. But Game of Thrones really was a show that like took over my life for a long period of time. Like I was obsessed with everything and anything Game of Thrones and that whole world. And I really love that it's a, like, I like a lot of fantasy because I think it's a, an escape from reality. Um, yeah. So I think, that would probably be for me show is definitely game of thrones because it allows you to escape and um be in this world that is not normal to us oh for sure that's sophie turner in game of thrones like she's amazing and like yeah. i get often that i look exactly like sophie turner my sister always mentioned i see it yeah i say every time i say game of thrones she my sister and her boyfriend be like kylie you look like Sophie Turner in our show. And like in general, you look exactly like her. I'm like, do you? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I sometimes don't see. I'm like, um, you think so? Because I like, 
it's like I feel like I, I kind of see it but don't see it but then like they just came out the Jonas Brothers came out the family roast on Netflix the Jonas Brothers family roast a couple of days ago during the week and so I watched it and she was on it the uh, Jonas Brothers wives were on it Sophie was on it and I watched it she has her own chair at Game of Thrones she has on now seeing myself like Okay, I think I see it now with her hair. I think I see it now. But at first, I didn't. Like, at first, and she's terrific. Sophie Turner, I love her work. She's amazing. Like, she's an icon for sure in many ways. Yeah, I definitely see that. Like, you, you get like a big black fur coat. Like, I'm telling you that you got it. She's, she's such a cool character in Game of Thrones, too, because she, her character really develops you know, throughout the entire show. Um, when when you get a chance and when you can watch it, because I know it is rated uh, eight, uh, mature, um, it's rated 18, rated R. Um, it, it's really cool to see her progression from beginning to end of that show. She, oh, it, sure. it really is one of the, the biggest development characters in the entire series. Oh, for sure. So it, this past year has been like really tough for everybody since we're in isolation, not doing things as we used to. And what was the hardest part for you about being home every day while isolating from your friends and family, not doing the things you used to? Yeah, I mean, you know, the beginning was really tough because Emily and I, we bought a house, I would say three, Emily's my now wife. Um, we bought a house four months before the pandemic started actually. So it was nice to own our house and like be able to do things around the house. But being teachers, like my school closed a little early because somebody in my school had COVID. And so that was like mass hysteria. Nobody knew what was going to happen, you know, if we were exposed or not. And um, the hardest part was really not seeing my family for a long time, both of our families. We, we were very strict about like staying home because God forbid we went out you know, both of our parents are older and we say, God forbid we go out, even just like pick up something and bring their house and we go in the house. If we give it to them, somehow we got it, you know, we would feel ter absolutely terrible. And, um, you know, my younger brother lives in Brooklyn. My older brother lives in Los Angeles. And um, that was also tough not being able to see them. I'm really close to my brothers. We have a really, really strong relationship. And, um, I didn't see my older brother for until this past June was the first time I saw him. So almost two years because at the time I hadn't seen him since that Christmas. Um, and then my young brother, even though he was in Brooklyn, it was a really long time be not seeing him a couple of months. I didn't see my parents for like three months. Um, so that was the toughest was, you know, not being able to have interaction. I was very grateful, you know, to have time with Emily and us get to, be able to be together during that time um you know but it was also really hard to not have that social interaction with anyone and only see our families through screens um and it kind of made me realize like you know people that don't have the opportunity to, or are always on the move with work let's say even before the pandemic happened are always working abroad and never get to see their family that's got to be so tough and i know in this industry that can happen sometimes um, so I know that that's something that, you know, God willing, I'm successful that way, that mm -hmm. I have get the opportunity to do that. But I know that it also it comes with challenges as well on the home front, um, you know, that you make sacrifices for everything. 
And um, so I think that that was really eye-opening. Like, you know, you see who really matters and what really matters in life. And I think that's what kind of the pandemic showed me through all that difficult time. Oh, for sure. Like that was really the hardest part for me also is now seeing my family. Most of my people, my family lives in Pennsylvania. And so like, it was like, it was very hard for me to deal with because I was so used to seeing my family. I'm really close to my family. And so like, I was like, so used to seeing them often. And once the pandemic hit, I just used, I used to call my family out, but like, how are you doing? Are you okay? I was just making, like, I was worrying about them more than myself. These are all older. And so, and I was like more worried about them than myself because like I was like, my family, like I would, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my family. And so I was like kind of focused on them, not for, not focused on myself. And so I was like lucky. I can see how my, my brothers and my sister that lives down the road from me, I go visit her during a pandemic. And I have a twin brother as well. I have a twin brother. Oh, cool. So like me and him kind of did some things around the house, kind of did some things to keep ourselves busy. Me and him were always very, very close growing up. I have a strong relationship. So like we always did stuff around the house and some t stuff together to keep ourselves busy since he plays baseball as well. So oh, cool. me and him will do something to baseball and I'll help him play baseball in the yard and stuff since it all closed down so he couldn't play baseball. So I would help him. Mm. Like I have family in Florida as well. So I was, it was very hard not to see them. Like they'll come in and we couldn't travel. So I wanted to see them as well. And it was very hard. And so like I had my one of my cousins that was in Tampa, Florida, my cousin Robert, he's like a father to me. He's like a father figure to me. And like me and him are very close. Like he's and what can I say about him? Like he's like a father figure and like it was very hard not to travel down to Florida and like is that kind of like a family tradition not to, to go down to Florida. We my family will go down and we usually see them, my cousin Robert and his family and all that. And like it was so hard not to like visit yeah. Florida and travel because I'm a very travely person. So it was very hard not to travel and do things I love and not to visit Florida and all oh, Los Angeles is I love going down in Los Angeles. So it was very hard to not able to travel and not doing things we used to for sure. Yeah, we we lose out a, we lost out a little bit. I mean look um, the pandemic in general was such a terrible time. So many people have passed away and so people continue to pass away. Um, you know, early on in the pandemic, we lost some family members and um, even as it continued. And um, that was also tough. I know that was tough for a lot of people. So I know that even though I wasn't always able to see my parents and my brothers, and I know that you didn't get to see your family, I think, you know, it's also important just to be grateful that a lot of them are still, the people that are here are still here. Um, and we are going to get the opportunities to see them, which is awesome. But yeah, it, it definitely was tough for sure. Yeah, for and sure. I know that a lot of people had that experience. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, for sure. So the final question for the interview is what is some advice for younger generations that want to be in the same position as you? So what I would say is, you know, Everybody has, in the words of A Money, um, you have the universe inside of you. So if you really want something, go and get it. Um, don't put a limitation on yourself. A lot of people do that. 
they say, oh, you can't do this or, oh, you know, what are the chances of that happening? It's like, yeah, if we said that for everything, nobody went for it, then nothing would ever happen. Um, so I think, you know, really go for, you know, shoot your shot, go for it. And even if you get turned away, don't just accept that. You know, don't just accept, uh, you know, it didn't work out. It's, not, it's never going to work out because something's going to come along. Um, like you said, you keep knocking on those doors, right? You keep asking, you keep driving forward. And um, good things are going to happen because good things happen to good people. And, you know, if you have that mentality of one, manifesting good things, asking the universe for something, and the universe will give it to you. That's something I definitely learned, you know, just asking for certain things even just out loud by myself. And next thing you know, whether it's that week or a month later, or two months later, it, it comes to you. Um, so that, and just being a really good person, you know, having good karma. Um, I think if you put out that positivity, those positive vibes, and also, you know, continue to work on yourself and your relationships with others, things will happen um, without you even realizing it. And the time that it happens will be the most unexpected. You'll be like, Oh, this is exactly what I needed. You know, it will, the universe will provide for you um, in times where you don't know that you need it and in times where you really need it and you're on your last string and it will happen. Oh, for sure. I totally agree with that. Like this, it takes time. Just don't give up on your dreams. Just don't give up on what you're trying to do because you will get there. No, it can take two years. It can take months. It doesn't matter. You'll get there. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. It means so much. It was such a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure speaking with you. I, it means so much to have you on. I can speak with you for all day, to be honest with you. It was such a great talking to you. And thank you so much for coming on. It means so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to listening. I'm also looking forward to the other episodes with the other artists. And also seeing your career continue to grow and flourish. So thank oh, you thank again, you so seriously. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I mean, so much. We'll speak soon for sure. Absolutely. Take care. You too.